Today's video is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, brother. Okay, let's just shift content gears a little bit here for 2021, where today we're gonna talk about soul. Soul is literally all we have talked about so far in 2021. Can you just tell that the pandemic was having us starved for new content? Well, we have been. And one of the things that I've been loving just so much about soul is all of the different little ways in which it actually affects the greater Pixar universe. And as a result, all of the new questions that we get to ask and explore. For example, how does Mr. Mittens come back after Terry pushes him and Joe through the portal to the great beyond. We saw their original soul on the conveyor belt and then Joe falls out of the cat and he eventually makes it back to his body, but Mr. Mittens should be dead now, right? Unless you mean to tell me that cats have like multiple lives or, Oh wait. Anyway, Pixar cat lore aside, today we're going to be tackling a question that has actually been bothering me for the past couple of weeks. When Joe first escapes the conveyor belt of certain second death, it throws off the count and alerts Terry to alert the Jerry's that the count is off. The count off. Which they laugh off, saying that they doubt it because the count hasn't been off in centuries. Which of course means we have to ask the question, why was it off centuries ago? Today, we discuss. Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, BetterHelp. I am actually super excited to be working with BetterHelp. Jay and I both are huge advocates for mental health care and maintenance. We both regularly see counselors ourselves, and we even offer excuse time off to our staff to do the same. So what is therapy? It can be just about anything, going for a run or hitting the gym. But BetterHelp is online therapy that is tailored to your needs. They offer video, phone, and even live chat services with your therapist. So you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And you might seek out this kind of service for a variety of reasons. Maybe you're just not feeling that motivated and need some tools to help. You could be feeling some kind of insecurity about your relationships with loved ones, friends, or family. Maybe it's battling a temper or just feeling upset and not knowing why, or maybe you just want a good mental health check-in. Me personally, I keep appointments on the books year round. Sometimes it's for serious topics that I need to work through and other times it's just to get stuff off my chest. In-person therapy can cost hundreds of dollars per session and BetterHelp is much, much cheaper, but just as effective. For 10% off, visit betterhelp.com super and see what therapy is all about. Again, that's going to be 10% off when you visit betterhelp.com super. Link is in the description down below. Definitely check it out. Okay, so despite the fact that this entire conundrum is based off of like one single sentence in the entire movie, there's actually quite a bit to unpack here. Again, Jerry is not concerned about the count, saying it hasn't been off in centuries, which sounds pretty straightforward and that would be nice, but of course it's a little more complicated than that. For starters, again, we need to examine the concept of time, or in this particular case, the lack thereof. 22 tells us that time doesn't really exist in the great before, so to say that the count hasn't been off for centuries is just the same as saying that it won't be off for centuries. Like then is now, now is then, when is whenever. Everything is happening simultaneously and also not at all. Also, centuries are a unit of time, making them just about as useful as the Z axis in a cartoon. We're two dimensional. Do you see what I mean? <laughs> Me neither. 
Well, to that end, it's also entirely possible that Jerry is not actually using a unit of time at all, but they're just simply turning a phrase. As in, I doubt the count is actually off because it's been around for centuries and it's never been off. All of that said though, I do think that the count has been off before. And I also think that centuries is the proper unit of time to describe how long it's been since it last happened. Because while time may not exist in the great before, it does seem like it does exist in the conveyor belt to the great beyond. Terry even gives us some extremely specific math about how many souls are supposed to be departing Earth on the daily, meaning days are in fact passing and therefore eventually so are centuries. Okay, fair enough. We're gonna work with time. But so then what constitutes the count actually being off. Basically, it seems as though Terry is expecting a certain number of souls to pass through to the great beyond, and yet one doesn't. That one, of course, being Joe, because he jumps off of the conveyor belt, an act that I'm kind of shocked is actually unique. You mean to tell me that literally no one else ever has resisted death or had something else they wanted to do that day? Ever. It is worth noting here that Terry knows the exact number of souls that are supposed to be passing through, but it does take a considerable amount of work to determine which soul is actually missing. So they have a number for how many people are supposed to die, but who dies doesn't actually matter until the count is off. And I think that is all the groundwork that we need to start hunting for our candidate. Who else manages to avoid death in a count disrupting manner? And I do have a very specific answer in mind, but there are a few other candidates that I'd like to rule out first. One of the first characters that we considered was Wilden Lightfoot, the deceased father from Onward who Ian and Barley spend the majority of the movie trying to resurrect thanks to use of a Phoenix gem. And they do literally bring him back to life for like a whole minute. And I dare say that as far as souls are concerned that he is back the moment that they return even just his legs because he very clearly has like all of those killer dance moves. And also what seems like most of his personality, but mostly those dance moves because everyone knows that dance moves come from the soul. The real issue with Onward is that as far as we ever see in Seoul, all of the tiny souls that are jumping down to Earth are doing exactly that. They are specifically jumping at Earth. And for clarification, Onward does not take place on Earth. Actually, our theory is that one of the axioms that leaves like around the Wally era crashes into a planet somewhere and you can actually see like the crashed Axiom, it's like the mountain in the background. It's crazy how similar it is. Full video by clicking the card. The point is that I'm pretty sure Terry's count is exclusive for people dying from Earth, specifically. That being said, I am pretty sure that when Wilden does return, he is disrupting the count for his specific planet. Although on a planet where Phoenix gems exist, I have a feeling it's just like a little more common. The count is off. Another Phoenix gem, you know it. Got to stop making those. Point is, Phoenix gems are a little OP and I don't think that Wilden is the subject of Jerry's statement. Moving on. Next up for consideration is Miguel from Coco. I mean, for the better part of the movie, he's literally living in the land of the dead. So oddly, in this case, the count would be off by like a plus one surplus instead of like a minus one deficit. Although something tells me that would not lighten Terry's feelings about it at all. However, again, I do not think that Miguel is the key candidate for this particular situation with the first thing being that I just don't think that centuries have existed between the time of Coco and the time of Soul. But the big issue is what we already said. He's actually living 
in the land of the dead. Unlike Joe, who famously falls through a manhole, Miguel never actually dies. Which, by the way, is it at all kind of weird that like after 22 falls inside of Joe's body that he's not like suffering some type of fatal injury or like a bruised elbow? something. Cause apparently that fall killed him. Either way, Miguel does not die. Certainly he is at risk of dying for the majority of the movie, but he never quite manages it. And therefore his soul remains intact with his body and never travels to the great beyond or the, you know, conveyor belt to the great beyond, you get it. And that's the thing because what Terry is counting is people that pass through to the great beyond. And not just the number of souls that are on the conveyor belt. If anything, the fact that he was in there for a few hours would probably just go unnoticed. Also, if you want a full explanation about how the conveyor belt is basically just a different version of the land of the dead that we see in Coco, you can check out this video right here. Anyway, that brings us to our third character for consideration. Wally. Now, if you've seen our previous video, you know that we also love the idea that 22 becomes Wally, which would make it even more perfect if they are the reason why the count is off for the second time as well. So first of all, yes, Wally does too have a soul. Don't at me, I'm not interested. And what makes Wally such a great candidate for throwing off the count is that he effectively dies and is brought back to life by the extreme powers of handholding. His initial death should have sent his soul to the conveyor belt and his resurrection, for lack of a better word, should have brought it back. Thus resulting in the count being off. Terry is going to be going through those file cabinets for a long time to get to the W's. Do you see how many AAs to AAs there are? Plus, we know that Wally takes place a good 700 years after Joe's time, so the centuries comment would still hold up. The obvious problem here, though, is that those centuries are happening in the wrong direction. Time may not exist in the great before, but as far as the count goes, it seems like things are pretty linear at least. So while I am sure that Wally eventually does throw off the count again, I don't think that he's quite done it yet as of the time of Joe being in the great before. By the way, earlier we talked about like the portal facing earth. Like what does that mean for all of the children being born out in space on the axioms for like 700 years? Do they have another portal or are they just like soulless? Because to be honest with you, I wouldn't be entirely surprised if they were. Either way, that leaves us wondering if there was a character who died centuries ago that could have thrown off the count. And the answer, is yes. In fact, there's really only one movie that even qualifies for the appropriate time frame, and that is Brave. Okay, yes, also the good dinosaur, but like measuring in centuries is kind of a small unit going back like that far. I mean, no one's lining up for the 10,000 centimeter dash, you know what I mean? Anyway, the character that we think first threw off the count is none other than Mordu the bear. In case you need a quick refresher, Mordu is actually pretty similar to Merida's mother. She was turned into a bear thanks to a spell from the witch. The same was true for Mordu after he made a deal with the same witch to have the power of 10 men. He demanded I give him the strength of 10 men. Before that though, he was the prince and eldest of four brothers and in line to take the throne upon his father's death. However, his father decided to split the kingdom up into four to give a portion of it to each of his four sons. This, not surprisingly, makes the oldest son mad, who then declares war on the other three brothers. Classic oldest child move. So entitled. Hey. I'm the middle. Yeah, I have it worse no matter what. In his quest for power, though, he sought a strengthening spell to change his fate. And surprisingly, that spell turned him into a bear. A big, 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 mean bear. 
Although, like, look at these three brothers. Like, who who was surprised here? According to the witch, though, he could have actually reversed this curse by just mending his ties with his brothers. But instead, he embraced the power he had as a bear and just continued to go down that path. Meaning he was also just cursed to roam forever with his soul trapped inside of a bear. That is at least until Merida's mother drops a gigantic rock on him, which crushes him and allows his soul to be released. Which, first of all, can we just address for a second how much the Will of the Wisps look like souls? I'm sorry, did I say Will of the Wisps? I meant swamp farts. Hashtag swamp farts. In fact, it's not even really debatable. The witch says that his soul is trapped inside of the bear, and once he dies, we see it turn into a will of the wisp. But how does this change the count, you might be asking? Like, isn't this just like Miguel? He never actually died, so the count never should have been off? Well, that is where the witch, I think, comes into play, and the specific request for something that would change his fate. Interestingly, Merida actually makes the exact same request, but she is able to undo hers thanks to the magic of Needlepoint before her mother is permanently turned into a bear. Context is so important for some of the sentences that we say on this channel. Although, you know, honestly, I'm wondering, do they even try holding hands? Mordu, on the other hand, does not undo the spell. He successfully changes his fate. And remember, Terry expects a certain number of people to go through the portal to the great beyond every day. So before Mordu became an immortal bear, his fate would have indicated he would just have a normal death. And with that, he would be part of the count. But again, he changes his fate and fails to die. This is specifically what throws off the count. And you might think then like, well, why doesn't Terry just go down there and try to collect his soul like he did with Joe? But alas, no, this is where the difference is that Joe actually died. He actually ends up on that conveyor belt and then finds a way off of it. But Mordu manages to avoid landing on the conveyor belt just to begin with. At that point in time, Terry couldn't just like go down and kill a living being on earth somewhere. In fact, he probably wouldn't even know which living being was supposed to die. Again, in Joe's case, he does die, which is why he has like his information on that little file folder in the giant room. And when Terry goes down to kill him, it's more like they're just killing a dead person. Recollecting his soul? Is that better than killing him? It feels like it might be better. In any case, what that means is that not only did Mordu cause the count to be off, but he caused it to be off for like a couple centuries. Terry must have been livid. It's like an itch you just can't scratch. In case you're not following, it's like this. Terry has the count and knows how many people are supposed to die every day, hour, minute, second. When Joe steps off the conveyor belt to the great beyond, he throws off the count, but because he actually died, he can also be tracked down and brought back. Mordu was supposed to die, but quite literally changed his fate thanks to the spell from the witch. Meaning he doesn't actually die and his soul is trapped inside of a feral bear for actual centuries. That is until he is destroyed by a gigantic rock and his soul is allowed to return to the great beyond, allowing the count go from minus one to an even par. But there you go, guys. That is our explanation as to what and how and who and why the count was off centuries before. What do you think? Be sure to let us know in the towel section down below. But guys, as always, thanks for watching. Be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you'd like some more Pixar theory action from us, you can check out this video right up here to figure out how soul fits into the Pixar theory. But otherwise, I will see you guys next time.